I've read this psalm many times, uh, Psalm 32. It's a well-known psalm, but I think this time around when I was reading it, what really struck me was the contrast that the psalmist David goes through. Where is his starting point? Well, his starting point is God's not a very welcome presence, right? So he keeps silent about his sins. And also as a result of him keeping silent about his sins, he's on very hostile footing with God. So that is his starting point. But then what happens, right? By uh, being burdened and his strength is dried up as by the heat of summer, he feels the weight of God's heavy hand upon him. This is a huge contrast to how the psalm ends, right? Because by the end of the psalm, from God being a threat, God then becomes a welcome presence. So in verse 6, he, uh, David, he urges everyone to offer prayer to God while he can still be found. You know, it's the sentiment of, hey, everyone, you don't want to miss out on God. And then in verse 7, David says God is his hiding place. Now, that's really interesting, right? Because from hiding away from God by keeping silent about his sins, David is now feeling the complete opposite. And David also says in verse 7 that God uh, preserves him from trouble because before God was trouble that he wanted to avoid. And also in verse 7, God is his protection, which he expresses by saying how God surrounds him with shouts of deliverance. From this picture of misery then that David is experiencing at the beginning of the psalm, he now ends the psalm with a lot of enthusiasm and joy. And in verse 11, it's all captured in, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. So the question is, where was a turning point? You know, how do we get from seeing God as a threat, from being weighed down by our sins, to now longing to be with God, to being light and burden free? And the answer is confession. It's verse five. I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So it's telling our sins for what it is, right? No cover up, no, no euphemism, no mitigating factors. It's being blunt and brutally honest about what's really inside our hearts. It's laying all our cards on the table before God. And in that moment of vulnerability, like David expresses, we receive forgiveness. You know, as I went through Good Friday and Easter Sunday and Passion Week, um, you know, it was this experience that made the week sweet for me um, that David expresses here in the Psalm 32. You know, as I was forced to reflect on my sins honestly and candidly, it was really burdensome because after all these years I've been a Christian, let alone serving God and being a spiritual leader, you know, I would think there'd be more change in my heart but in some ways, what really struck me this past week was actually not much has changed. Still, I am very hostile to God's authority. Still, I will not respond to truth and think I know better than God and live life my way. And if you've dealt with people like this who are so obnoxious and think they know better, it's really angering, right? And that's how I am towards God. And knowing I deserve punishment as I confess my sins to God, it's amazing that he would punish his own son instead. And it's amazing that I am completely forgiven and accepted. And every time after Passion Week, and I certainly felt it this year around too, you know, I think to myself, you know, I should confess my sins like that more often because this kind of joy doesn't have to end. So I really appreciate the psalm because it captures what I went through last week and I think for many of you. So I hope this psalm encourages us all to indeed brutally confess our sins so that we can experience forgiveness and the joy that comes from it.